Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Everyday Attraction. My name is Ray, and I'm your host for the hour, along with my co-host, Heather Novak. Hi, Heather. Hi, everybody. Heather was on the show a couple weeks ago, and she is back with us to talk about all things Law of Attraction, as we like to do on this show every week. We like to go deep. Sitting on our metaphysical porch, we're just a couple of gals and a couple of, uh, I don't know, are we rocking chairs? What are we doing? Walking chairs? <laughs> are we doing like uh, Long Island iced teas, or are we just like straight, <laughs> straight up iced tea today? <laughs> it can go either way today. I don't know, Heather. Um, I'm just laughing at the rocking chair. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love that? I love that idea. Uh, little do they know, where Heather and I just sit back in on, on a big white porch in our walking chairs, going <laughs> metaphysics. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I hope you all had a good time on the show last week. We featured one of uh, of our favorite channels, Frank Butterfield, Butter Butter Butterfield, over at uh, thecommunionoflight.com. Just love his work. Heather and I are, are, are fans of his, and we have listened to him and. Um, you know, those village calls, ah, oh, man, it's like leading edge stuff. <laughs> I have to slow it down, too. But I hope you all enjoyed that. And we'll continue to free- feature Frank. Um, and I encourage you all to go join up with the village. And maybe we'll hear you on one of those calls and put your question on the show. But this week, we're back to our Abrahams, our Abrahamsters, um, as we love, we call it our home channel. (laughs) Our homie channel is Abraham. And uh, Heather and I will be talking about some new tracks that have just come out fresh off the workshop trail. And as we do on the show every week, we share a little bit of morsel, a little appetizer, and hope that you go over and buy the entire workshop and support them in every way, shape, or form uh, and and buy the books and all that good stuff because we just adore what uh, what Esther has given us and Jerry. God love him. But before we do that, um, I wanted to introduce a new segment of the show because, you know, in our traversing this metaphysical lifestyle, bridging the physical and the non-physical, we come across products, website, books that really kind of make a difference in our week. And I want to give some time on the show to share that with you, our listeners. So we're going to introduce this week um, an endorsement segment right up front about what's working for us, what we're endorsing, and and what um, is helping us bridge this gap in the physical and the non-physical world, living our lives more fully. And um, Heather, what's working for you this week? What have you got to endorse for for the group? Mm. I am loving my lovely book, um, 
Dying to Be Me by Anita Morjani. I've been listening to it over and over and over again. I've been thinking about it, meditating on it, talking to friends about it, and I'm about to purchase probably 15 copies to send to loved ones and friends. And um, even a girl, a girlfriend of mine today um, was talking about her little girl saying, Mommy, I don't ever want you to die and not understanding what death is and what it's all about. And I just keep thinking about Anita and her beautiful, beautiful, amazing experience and journey and how lovely she shares it. And I'm just so excited because I'm going to see her tomorrow or Friday night in person. Oh, how exciting. So she's going to be there in Southern California somewhere. She's going to be in Ventura and it's sold out, but um, it's, I'm so excited. Yeah. She's just an amazing, amazing human being. And I'm a huge Wayne Dyer fan too. And Wayne Dyer, um, found her, and so I'm really excited about the whole, the whole. I know you know all about her, and she's just so, just I don't know, changed my life on many levels. It's a game changing book. You know how you get those books sometimes, and it really like there was the before and after you. And when I read again, for those of you who are not familiar, um, Anita Morjani is a woman who survived um, some pretty severe contrast in in the name of cancer, and also had a, a spontaneous remission. And her story is just remarkable. Probably many of you have heard of her. Uh, Wayne Dyer features her in his latest book, Wishes Fulfilled. And uh, we we actually had dedicated a show to it um, a number of months ago because both Janice and I had read the book and were just like, oh, it's all here. It's right here. And, you know, the big takeaway for me from that book is this deep, deep, unconditional love of self that is the cornerstone, I think, of all of our spiritual um, expansion. And what I love, my favorite part of the book, like the highlight for me, and I talk about it all the time when I'm teaching, is that moment where she had her near-death experience and she realized who she really is. She had a, a real true awakening. And within, you know, we don't know the time frame, but within a very, very short period of time, she went from being absolutely a death store where all of her systems had shut down, her kidneys, her lungs, her heart. And within this near-death experience, this remission happened, and the doctors to this day cannot explain it, where all of her systems came back online. And she is, of course, alive and well today and, and going on speaking tours. So what's really interesting is, for me, was that connection between the non-physical and the physical was so apparent. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that everybody's journey is to come back. It was just hers. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting to me that when she made that realization that all of the systems came back online, so to speak, and, and how often we don't realize the connectivity between, you know, that, that conscious, yes, I want to be here, and the ability for the body to come back from pretty much anything. I mean, she was definitely, uh, you know, a goner, so to speak, <laughs> from the Western medical perspective. So that was a real game-changing moment for me when I understood that deep love of self and and just not willing to compromise um you know that that abiding knowledge of who you are you know yeah um gosh it just was so interesting because as i was listening to it because i i listened to the audio and i just love her voice and her passion because it's her own story and and she's reading it and I had this connection. I was connected in 
when she's talking about what happened when she, before she chose to come back. And I had this huge yes. I, I felt like everything she described that was happening from the non-physical standpoint was true and that I, I remembered it. I remembered it from when I wasn't in my body. Like all of that information was so real for me. It was so interesting and and how she talks about time and how time isn't really linear. And I was in that moment with her remembering what it feels like on that other side. And it was so cool. Wow. I love it. I love it. What a great endorsement. So Dying to Be Me, uh, Anita Morjani, we'll put a link on our show notes on unity.fm if you all want to go check it out. And also if you want to download it, it's an audio book and also an ebook and a paper book. So lots of ways to um, just really envelop her journey and, and take from it a, a great spiritual uh, awakening. Um, this week, I'm going to endorse a product that was recently introduced to me by my dear niece, Swan. And I'm going to be talking about it more and more as I get more into it. But I have really been craving ritual in my life, finding consistent, dedicated rituals that align me with source. And I find that when I do these practices in the morning and at night, things just go better. And so the product that um, she had introduced to me this week is these essential oils. Some of the purest essential oils that you can get by a company called doTERRA, and it's D-O-T-E-R-R-A. And I'll be talking more and more about it as I, as I learn more about how these oils work, but how they can, they're really, these plant essences hold energy. And that's what we talk about all day here. They hold energy and we can, in, you know, envelop that energy and allow it to influence our states, allow it to raise our vibration. And um, I was really loving, you know, what the scent of lavender does to the system, the calm, the peace. And they have these other oils they put together that are specifically to evoke states of consciousness like serenity, like surrender. And Mm -hmm. so I really recommend, um, you know, finding a ritual for yourself day and night or either or, that helps you remember who you are, but also influences your state of mind, allows you to relax and really take a moment to, to breathe and to treat yourself well and, and to just honor your life on a daily, daily basis. And I find if we do that, all these practices that we talk about immediately are guiding us. Otherwise, we kind of get caught up in the momentum of the world and Woohoo! <laughs> but that's fine too. That happens. On today's show, we're going to be talking specifically about ease. Clicking the easy button. Where's that easy button? I know Esther talks about, you know, the Staples easy button. Oh, that was easy. And I have one on my desk too. You all have one on your desk. You got to get one. Um, but we're going to be speaking about how to get too easy, how to remember easy, how to go general in order to find easy because we really are powerful positive beings and we're here to enjoy life we're here to expand with ease yes growth but ease (laughs) and we're going to be focusing on that um as we traverse through the show i pulled one of the asking and is given cards here um the abraham deck which is a fantastic 60 card deck that you can now actually a lot of these are apps as well but i pulled a card that says 
I will do my best to make the best of it. And on the back, it reads, a key to regaining your feeling of empowerment is to decide right now that no matter how good or how bad you are feeling, you're going to do your best to make the best of it. Mm. Do that again and again. And in a short period of time, you will find yourself in a very good feeling place. Making the best of it because the best of it is making us. So might as well go with the party. And we're going to start off um, listening to a quick segment from a recent workshop here in San Francisco, where I'm at, and, um, you know, really talking about this idea that joy is in the becoming and that there is a momentum to our lives. And that even though we may think that energy is being stuck, it's actually never stuck. And that momentum is clearly having its way with us. And the key is to release resistance. So let's let's listen in to a little bit of that workshop and come back and go deeper. I knew I was going to be here. And I've been planning this for about four years. <laughs> it feels good, doesn't it? To watch the grid fill in a little. It's just wonderful. Yeah. That's just, that was really nice. Thank you. <laughs> um, my question... Um, my question is, my career has stalled, and um, there's kind of a, it's created a financial urgency, and um, I just had to get myself here today to kind of um, have a look at it, get, get some inspiration. Um, obviously, I've been working on, with your tapes for about um, four years, and um and I, I know what you mean. It's wonderful. You you, you get started with um, a set of thoughts, and the next thing, people respond to you differently in shops, and and you find your parking space, and life starts opening up, and people start looking at you in certain ways, and you know you're creating something. But I think um, it just keeps it stalls out on me, um, probably because I look and see that you know work isn't going in a particular direction or something like that, and then um, I start. Uh, feeling bad, I guess, at that stage. Well, we were appreciating the words that you offered as you began about my career is stalled out because energy is always in motion and there's no such thing as anything stalling. Nothing ever stalls. That's really an important place to focus. Nothing stalls. So if you want to go that way and nothing ever stalls and you're not going that way, what do you think? Just from your understanding of physics. It's impatience. Um, well, no, but oh, just, yeah, just, it's all right. It's yes. all right. It's all right. We just want you to focus upon just the concept of momentum yes. and stalling. And if you accept the accuracy and truth of the law-based premise that we are presenting to you, and you accept that energy isn't stalling out it's not stalling out so just think about it you want to go that way and you're not going that way why why because you're going that way too in other words you're offering that 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 and you can feel stalled out for a long time i want it but i want it but i want it but i want it but just stop the but i want it i want it i want it i want it the stall stops it's the attention to the opposite. It's the attention to the opposition. And it is because, just as we presented before you got here to the hot seat, it's 
just exactly as we were describing it. It's that your attention is upon the manifested what is instead of upon the energy what is. And if you can just for a little while not care, now you, we know, you say four years, it's been a little while, and now it's urgent, so I don't have the leeway. And we say, you got no choice. You got no choice. You have no choice. You have no choice. You have no choice because if you keep doing what you're doing, you keep getting what you're getting. So you got to do something different. So you might as well not worry. Well, that's easier said than done, isn't it? (laughs) But the worry is the evidence that you're doing this, which is causing the stalling. So can you accept that? Does that make logical sense to you? Yes, because when I start the momentum forward and I stall, the Let's momentum... Let's use a different word. When I allow the momentum forward. Yes. Rather than start. In other words, you're allowing the momentum. It's not a strong action. You're allowing it. You launched those rockets and you got momentum going. Hear this, all of you. This is the best thing you're ever going to hear from us, at least today. At least for the next five minutes. <laughs> too much credit we love you very much for the momentum that you've got going because you were complaining when you launched most of that in other words you didn't get the momentum going most of you by sitting with a clear mind and dreaming you really were irritated about that and you launched that rocket and you were irritated again you launched it again you were irritated you get the momentum of what you want going by knowing what you don't want in other words often not always but so that momentum is really going so let's just use the word can you pick up where you were now that we've carried on so much the momentum is going because it's natural so the word Rather than I I got it going or I started it going. Just use the word I allowed it because you can allow more. As I start to allow it and I start feeling good and um, I'm not trying to fill my own grid in. I'm just in a moment and I'm thinking about, you know, security and I just keep repeating the word and I'm starting to feel really good. And um, The word security? Yeah, feels wonderful. Does it? (laughs) Um, Well... We're going to stop there for a minute and come back and take a break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio. When we come back, the energy of security. Mm, There's more. Stay tuned. When listeners like you contribute to the Unity Online Radio Network, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer or positive intention can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. 
If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative prayer, activating the power of yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Turn to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back from the break. You're listening to Ray and Heather here on Everyday Attraction. And just before we took a break, we were listening to a small um, snippet from a workshop that recently transpired in the Bay Area. And, it, you know, I, I thought, Heather, it was so interesting. You know, the guy sat down and really talked about his career being stalled. Mm-hmm. And immediately Abraham was saying, oh, nope, no such thing as stalling. Uh, energy is always moving. You're either in the way or not. I thought that was kind of an interesting you know, perspective that energy is always, always moving. It made me think about, you know, the river, but um, it's definitely moving, right? (laughs) It was so fascinating. And yet when they said it, I thought about it and I'm like, of course, because I just think about how uncomfortable it is for us to feel like we're not moving when the energy around us is moving so quickly. And I always feel like I'm going to be, you know, almost taken (laughs) with the water as it's rushing by me. And yet I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not moving at all. It's just, it's almost like a, what do you call those things when you, when you can't figure out if what's moving around you is happening or you're moving? The Doppler effect. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that from junior high. Yeah, it is really interesting because it does feel like stuck. And I, and I hear people talk a lot about, oh, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. And it's like, no, you're not. The energy is actually moving. But the story that you keep telling about being stuck is the very thing that's keeping it stuck, <laughs> you know. And, and I really love the fact that they have, they said, you know, you have to have this discipline of, of, of keep choosing, keep choosing, keep choosing that it's working, keep choosing to see a new perspective, keep choosing. I mean, sometimes we talk about it, you have to do it a thousand times a day, depending on how stuck your energy is, quote unquote, how stuck you think your energy is. But it's choosing to say it is working, it is working, it is working, and you have to go there first because the natural momentum is having its way with you, which is why you feel bad. I love the science of this. The reason you're feeling bad or stuck is an indication that source energy is moving through you and you're not allowing it. Otherwise, you would feel um, joyous momentum and anticipation and excitement. So we have to just keep... um Focusing our thoughts on the fact that, you know, things are happening. Things are unfolding. Everything is working for me. And I love Jerry. Shout out to our Jerry Hicks, who is always saying, you know, things always work out for me. He goes general. Things always work out. When you get into the weeds in, on your career or your relationship or your money issues, time to go to the nosebleed seats, get a better perspective, <laughs> you know, and start saying things. I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know when, but things always work out for me. That's just how I roll. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is a practice. And, you know, you might be the person, oh, I never win anything, or, oh, that doesn't work for me. Well, stop being that person, gosh darn it. <laughs> you know, we have to realize again and again that we are choosing it. We are the only ones. And it's hard to take that responsibility. We're the only ones that are ever keeping at bay. Um, and then I love what they said, that there is a natural momentum. It just gives me such peace of mind. It's like, I don't have to make it happen. There is a natural momentum. You know, so much of the time I get into a mindset that says, I've got to make this happen. And that Uh is a false premise. You know, it's just totally false. I am simply moving with the energy that's being presented with me. And I'm either getting in the way of it or getting out of the way of it. That's my only choice. You know, and I think it's, you know, natural for us as humans to sometimes even people like, you know, you and myself who've been listening to them for a long time. But every now and then we think, you know, well, if it's up to me, you know, if it's if it's what's this what's the saying again if it's meant to be it's up to me we still feel like we have to do it ourselves every now and then it's like we forget that we have the universe conspiring with us and rendezvousing with us and working for us and but then we remember again (laughs) and then we go back and we and we put down all the tools that we picked up to try to make the railroad so that the railroad would run (laughs) i mean i I talk about this like it is an old technology that's this idea that you have to make it yourself but um i just love the fact that there is this momentum this momentum that is carrying you that's beating your heart that's actually making your system digest that's actually making your brain chemistry work. It is a momentum that is there for you. And, um, and we need to embrace it more fully on this on the day to day basis. And and know that what are my techniques for getting out of the way? What am I going to do today? That's going to get out of the way of this momentum that wants to give me everything I'm asking for and deliver it fast. You know, and, and part of it is, you know, the rituals we talked about earlier in the show, part of it is remembering to, to, you know, come apart for a while to really go inside and reconnect. Um, it might be going for a walk. Uh, it, it might be just breathing deeply for, for a few minutes. Whatever you have to do to get out of the way of this momentum that wants to have its way with you. And, and it, the magic begins to happen pretty quickly after you kind of do that strong surrender, which sounds like an oxymoron, but there is strength in surrendering mm-hmm. to this momentum. And weakness, oh, absolutely. and weakness in trying to fight it, right? <laughs> absolutely. You know, it's sort of an interesting paradox that when we try um, to, to fight it, that it's actually our weakest point. And it's where we get exhausted. You know, I, I keep thinking that if this natural momentum that they talk about is real, then we should get the we should get to the end of our day and be full filled with energy, right? Because it's just feeding us constantly. But I don't know about you, but nine times out of the 10, I'm not exactly full of energy at the end of the day. <laughs> I'm not bounding with source energy. Um, Is that an indicator of how much resistance we're in throughout the day? I think so. I, I always am thankful that um, that that they say, you know, basically, as long as we stay in the flow 51% of the time, it's okay if we're in resistance 49% of the time, because that's, you know, that keeps me going, you know, with that. 
There's no way we're never going to be in resistance. However, wouldn't it be nice to have a little less of it, right? Yeah, to take a ride. Um, I, I I love that 5149. Actually, that'd be a great book or radio show or something that 5149, because I do think it is, you know, the universe is just asking us to be a bit more allowing. Um, you know, we're not going to go to the mountaintop and just spend our day meditating. That's not what our expectations are to be in the world. But it definitely is a lot more fun when we can allow the energy to carry us, allow it to have its way. But what I want to get back to the workshop, because one of the things that they were talking about before the break was the gentleman had sat down and said, you know, I'm trying to focus on feeling secure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're not Yeah, I know you, you know that I know that there is some serious resistance in that ball of wax because the only time you need to feel secure is when you're not. <laughs> so it's it's sort of interesting where we think we're focusing on the positive. Like he's like, I'm going to feel secure. And the whole time he's his energy is, I'm not secure. I'm not secure. I'm not yeah. secure. <laughs> and he's like, it feels so good. And they're like, really? <laughs> Tell us more about your <laughs> about your sojourn around the word security. So let's go back. It's about another two minutes of the workshop as we hear more as Abraham kind of talks a little bit more clearly about what exactly the word secure is doing for the most of us when we say the word. It's wonderful to contemplate the mm-hmm. feelings of it. The, when does the word security uh, come to your mind most? When you don't have it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How are those thoughts of insecurity working out for you? Um, Stalled. Well, well, I actually, when when I can get going with the thoughts of security and actually really believe it, I I I actually do feel really good. We know you do. We know you do. Um, You're just pointing oh, yes. out that there are some vibrational differences, and sometimes you think you're doing one thing when you're actually doing the opposite of what you think you're doing, because oh. you're using a word that means something to you, but the frequency of you in the moment isn't there. What do you think about the comparison of? the words security and ease. Just compare the feeling of those words in your mind because certainly there's security and insecurity and there's ease and disease or there's ease and stress. But the word ease, doesn't it sort of put you in a more general place of allowing? Yes. So continue. Actually, we're going to stop there and talk a little bit about that because I think that was such a great moment breakthrough is this contemplation of and feel it in your body, the difference between, you know, wanting to feel secure and ease. It is a whole other vibrational platform. Mm-hmm. You know, when I and you can hear it in his voice, he does this big, you know, I, I mean, our bodies and our, our our minds are really telling us that we may think we want security, but really what we want is ease, you know, and that the spectrum we want to be on is, is more ease and not trying to figure out how to be more secure. Yeah. And it's such a subtle but profound difference because, you know, he was saying, yeah, you know, I do feel better when I think about security, but it's not as delicious as ease just can't be, you know. And I love exploring that kind of subtle but profound difference uh, 
because that's really going to help me to say, am I, you know, am I feeding myself the platform of thoughts and emotions that I want to be at? In other words, if I'm just trying to feel secure all the time, and that's all my mantra is, there's only so deep I can get on that. But if I learn to contemplate this idea of ease and flow and allowing it almost opens up a whole new world of potential, a whole new level of releasing resistance. And, you know, they, they say sometimes we think we know what we're doing with our words, with our affirmations, and yet we have no idea because we're not really looking at the feeling we're thinking about the words, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and it's it's what we hear, too. I mean, you, you're, you're talking to people, you grow up and your parents are saying, you know, oh, we need to save some money so we have security in our future and your neighbors and your friends. I mean, people don't talk about things being easy, really. They don't walk around and say, oh, I'd like a little more ease in my life, you know, and, and the maybe the people that don't listen to this kind of work. <laughs> well, right? that's actually in our culture, it's blasphemy because ease is right next to lazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ease lives next door to lazy and across the street from stupid. You know what I mean? It's like, right. I mean, it has a whole different connotation in our culture. So, you know, it really is a different fundamental understanding of what we mean by, uh, by ease in the sense that your genius is able to activate when you get out of the way and you understand that, that life is easy that things do come to those who align with their higher self. And it doesn't mean you don't take action. Yes, you take action, but your action is brilliant and swift. And the ease to which you move from task to task is beautiful and breathtaking. You know, we're in the age of this digital age. It's not about working harder. It's about working smarter, mm-hmm. you know, and and it really is showing up everywhere around us, this instantaneous world. And we can be so much more productive and fluid and richer and money and all that stuff comes. But we have to really start to work with the non-physical wisdom, intuition, direction, all those great things, which we can't do when we're stressed out. The body shuts down. Yeah. You know, and uh, I've never met a really creative, brilliant person in the moment who was stressed out. Quite frankly, it was the opposite, you know. If you're in a creative field and you are stressed and freaking and, you know, trying to find security, it's really tough to get the genius intuition download of what's next. Right, because we go into survival mode and that kind of Maslow's hierarchy, we just go down to the base, you know, am I alive right now? You know, (laughs) you can't think past that point. (laughs) (laughs) And and you kind of keep doing the same thing you've always done, which is what happens when we when we go down to that mammalian kind of brain where we're just doing survival mode stuff. We're doing old stuff that didn't work in the past and isn't going to work again. Um, But and it's even more painful because we know more now. Right. You know, and, and it's just really interesting to start to get beyond the words of something and get into the feeling of it and how it is vibrating within you. You know, we're all on this show and those who study the law of attraction and the works of Abraham, we're wanting to understand the science of vibration in a real everyday fashion. We want to understand what this vibration means. And it's that feeling that permeates the mighty, the, the mind body connection that we really want to investigate. 
So what we've taken away from that segment is feel what security feels like and then feel what ease feels like and practice the words and the opportunities around ease and that intuitive genius that is available to us all. And, you know, what I love in our history, many inventors of great breakthrough technologies woke up from a nap and had the answer. (laughs) And you can't get more easy and non-resistant than (laughs) that. You know, so I, you know, this isn't about, you know, not being responsible to who we're becoming, but it is finding more uh, elegant technology like ease, like flow to be, uh, to be more productive in the world in a way that you're meant to be. And, and this is the science of creation that fascinates me. And I know fascinates many of you because we want to use these tools in order to not just have a feathered nest, but to be more fully engaged in our work, in our family life. And that comes with that knowing that all is truly well. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Everyday Traction with Heather and Ray here on Unity Online Radio. And when we come back, we're going to talk more and more about how to find that easy button in your life and how you're creating your reality, like it or not. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. been listening to everyday attraction where the law of attraction gets real to learn more become a fan of our facebook page search for everyday attraction or email us at everyday attraction at unity.fm your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Everyday Attraction. Thanks for supporting this wonderful network. We love all the shows here, and we're so grateful to be a part of the Unity FM family. Uh, You can also hear the show on Stitcher. If you're a podcasting, a potty asking, (laughs) podcasting user (laughs) like myself, uh, Stitcher, and you can search Everyday Attraction, and they load up all of our shows there. Thanks to Jeff over at Unity to for doing that. We're also in um, in the iTunes podcasting world. Uh, iTunes actually just came out with a new app for podcasting. Really lovely for those of us who are listening in the car. So we're so grateful to be here with you. Before the break, we're talking about you know, how to get to that easy button to be more of a genius, to be more productive, to be more alive in your work, in your relationships, in your financial affairs. And we've been listening to a recent workshop from uh, the Bay Area that just came off um, just a couple weeks ago. And really talking about the fact that we are molding the clay of our lives in the moment. And we're going to go back to the workshop to get a little bit more Um, deep information about how we can click that easy button. Here we go. When I'm going with the momentum forward and... Because, because it's strong and I was out of the way of it and now I'm being swept in it. So it's easy to do that. Easy, yes. I'm feeling the ease of that momentum. And people around me are responding and... 
and I see, wow, this is great, and everything, it, it proves that all your teachings are true, because it's phenomenal how people will give way to you on the street, and, but the first thing I notice is the people around me in the shops, in the neighborhood, and um, it feels really good. When... And is that pretty easy for you to expect? Yeah, it is at this stage, yes. At this stage. Yes. So that wasn't always easy for you to expect. But because the stakes weren't that high, in other words, parking place, not so important, yeah. nice people in the shops, not so important. So it was easier to allow yourself to stand in a grid that allowed that. This is exactly what we were talking about as we were beginning here today. This is the conscious beginning Yes. of the molding of the clay. Yes. So as you repeat those things over and over in your mind, you practice the ease of that. In other words, I see what Abraham means about the universe complying. I see what they mean about the pieces filling in. Our favorite story lately is see this stage as a giant electrical board and there are little LED lights all over it. And you represent one of those lights. And you've got something going on in your mind right now. Doesn't matter what it is, wanted or unwanted, happy or sad, doesn't matter what's active in your vibration, but whatever it is, your light lit up. And now, every other light on the board that is that vibrational frequency lights up too. And those lighted lights represent your world. So you're like this potential offer of a vibration, moving around through crowds, moving around through thoughts, moving around through universal forces. And you, for whatever reason, got something going on vibrationally, so there's your signal. Everything that matches that signal lights up around you, becomes active around you, and represents your world, you see. Yeah. Unless you stick your nose in places that it doesn't belong, which is... It's only the lighted world that represents you. And of course, the analogy, like every analogy, is not perfect in the sense that there's a lot of lights lighting up and law of attraction is rendezvousing a lot of people. And because you got a lot of things going on, you light up with a lot of different things. You light up with the happy ones at one part of the day and the ornery ones at another part and the frustrated ones at another part. In other words, you got a lot of stuff going on with this light board, which is the world in which you live. But you have so much more easy control over it than you know if you would stop being a knee-jerk reactor to the lighted lights and the way they're behaving. And instead, you would focus on what light you're going to light today. How are you going to feel? How do I want to feel? You see, you would work on your grid. You like that? When, when I'm going, yeah, we're liking that. I like that a lot. Um, such an interesting analogy there with the grid, like the lighting of the lights. I'm thinking of the airport, you know, uh, the way that there's a certain light and then it lights up a path. And, you know, I think they gave us some interesting information about, you know, how the reality shows up, this liquid reality. You know, mm-hmm. it's really interesting. Um, and, and they talk about, you know, trying to give us an idea of how this grid works. It's another word they've been using a lot that we are, you know, because of what we're holding, 
and how we're focusing and how we're molding the clay. Certain lights light up and then they form a reality and then we shift our attention and shift our consciousness and the universe is actually recreating itself on a quantum level to go to this new grid that we've now focused on. And that's why they talk about this idea of getting ahead, mm-hmm. you know, from a metaphysical standpoint of what you're wanting. How do you want to feel? What is your to feel list, not your to do list? What is it? I mean, when I wake up in the day, I'm like, to do, to do, to do, to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what they're saying, and I really love that. It's like, what's my to feel list? Oh, I love that. You know, what do I want to feel today? And I'll let the universe, the practice universal compliance, light up the grids and the letting it fill in that path. And all my work is to make that decision, you know. Sounds easy enough. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just, you know, again, we're going way too complicated. Um, I think this work is getting simpler and simpler and there's yeah. less and less for us to do. You know? I, was, I was thinking about you asking me what's working for me in this Anita Morjani and listening to her. And, um, you know, I taught we talk a lot about being versus doing. And there's something she said, and I'm so bad at quoting, so don't don't take me word for word, but she said something different about being and doing that reminded me of this because I always thought of doing is the physical, you know, to-do list or the physical act of doing something. And then the being is just who I be as an energetic vibration. Um, and she said something about, you know, when you're being, when you're, when you're, you're being, you're feeling ease and you're feeling flow. So you're still doing something, but you're doing it from the essence of who you be. And so, and something, and then when you're doing is when you're doing something that there's like a struggle or you're trying or you're forcing or you're pushing. And I was like, oh, that's really different. So it kind of reminded me of like what I've been learning through Abraham and just like a different perspective. It's discernible. I mean, if you pay enough attention to it, it's very clear when you're in what bucket. You know, and, and what I love about this practice is they're talking about this shifting of that is way more in our wheelhouse of ability than we give ourselves credit. You know, it's like, oh, I can't stop thinking this. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. But it does take a knowledge of knowing that, you know, part of it is stopping this knee jerk reacting like they talked about. Yes. Understanding how easy things can shift. You know, I think we freak out a little bit when things happen because we have this idea that, oh, my God, this is permanent and this is going to go never going to turn around. And, you know, and it's just kind of like stepping back and lightening up a little bit about the fact that this, too, can shift, you know. And I I noticed from um, just myself and, and a lot of my clients uh, we have this desire, this this human aspect. We have this desire to know how we need to know how. Mm. how to do this, how this works, how that, how the other. So when you said, you know, what's my to do, what's my feel, how do I want to feel today? Then a lot of times we say, well, how am I going to feel that way? You know, (laughs) and we don't need to know how we're going to feel that way. We just need to choose how we want to (laughs) feel. It's so not true. how it's going to show up, you know? So Yeah, we got to go there first. But what you've said is, is in my mind, you know, a light bulb moment when you shift from Law of Attraction 101 to 201. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. is in that moment where you say, I don't have to have something happen in my world to evoke a feeling. It's like, congratulations, you've just taken your life back, your life back into your hands. Mm -hmm. Because in, I know initially when I began to teach this work, people would say to me, but I can't just feel something out of the blue. I can't just choose something and feel it. And I was like, oh, yes, you can. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not only can you, you're going to want to. Because you're going to want to stop the momentum of what is. And the only way to do that is to, to, to really stop that, you know, to stop the momentum is so critical in that respect. And to stop the momentum, you've got to choose something else to focus on. You've got to choose something else to feel. And if you can't feel something just in the, in the facility and the consciousness of your imagination, you got some work to do because therein lies the whole Megillah. You know, um, th that power of imagination, that power of going inside and choosing again. And I know that Jesus talked about it, you know, and I, I love how um, Abraham has said over and over again, when when Jesus said, turn the other cheek, what he was saying was, find another perspective, mm -hmm. turn another direction doesn't mean move away from um, what's happening, it means find another way of seeing it so that what's happening can change. I love that. Because <laughs> that I can do, you know. Yeah. It's, it's possible to, um, but, but part of that is when you're in the midst of it, in the midst of an emotion and something happening, it's a little harder to change the direction of that momentum. But by not reacting to something, I feel is like step one. You know, pull back the reactive mode, which leads to other pathways that which leads to others, you know, spiraling down into that that old way of being. So I mean, just practice number one is next time something happens that is surprising or something that's not what you intended or what you wanted to happen. Just practice not resisting it. And your friends and family will be delighted. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I, I feel like sometimes that reaction things, that, that reaction happens so quickly that, you know, it's kind of like that old um, idea of watching, you know, after the fact you, you said something and you're like, oh, did I just, did that just come out of my mouth? Like, did that, <laughs> did I do that? Because the re sometimes reactions are just so fast. And so... It's also kind of a slowing down, right? Slowing down, checking in, you know, choosing, feeling it through. Um, because I feel like when we react, there's this like expedience of this boom, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know what I think is happening there? And, and I'm just sort of getting this. So I'm going to just speak off the top of my head here. But I think what's happening when we react um, without control, like we just are having this sort of knee-jerk reaction I know for myself, it means that I haven't been attending to myself for a while, mm -hmm. you know, and I've sort of ignored what was going on and I haven't been choosing again and I haven't been refocusing. I haven't been turning the other cheek. I haven't been paying attention and I've just been pushing it down because ignoring this is not what we're talking about. Turning the other cheek or moving to a different perspective is not ignoring it because ignoring has sort of a numbing out. Like I'm just not right. going to pay attention to my feelings. Yeah. So I find, you know, when I have that knee jerk blow up, you know, overreaction, because usually it's an overreaction by the time it just means I haven't been paying attention for probably a day or two. <laughs> you know, so it's part of this practice is not 
getting to that point. And then when you do, you forgive yourself, you brush yourself off and you move on. I mean, that's part of the practice too. You laugh at yourself. Abraham talks about the fact that when we laugh at ourselves, we're actually moving back closer to the vortex. We're moving back to being able to to get to that better feeling place. And so, you know, you, you brush yourself off and you move on, but not getting to that place is really nice. <laughs> where <Yeah. laughs> where something can happen and you have 10 seconds to react. You know, because 10 seconds is a, is a beautiful amount of time to decide how you're going to feel. You know, that's the kind of luxurious time you want to give yourself so that you can make choices in the moment and life doesn't feel like it's just got you by the throat, you know. Mm-hmm. And as you're speaking, I'm thinking about when I react. And usually, now that you're mentioning it, I think about it and I say, okay, I haven't eaten. I haven't slept. I'm dehydrated. (laughs) I haven't um, meditated or I've been on the go. And yeah, it's just, you know, I'm not in my flow and I I haven't chosen how I want to feel. I'm actually not choosing anything at all, you know, and and so I'm I'm not ahead of it. I'm not out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like a leaf in the wind. You're just, and I know that, you know, the majority of our physical friends on the planet, God love them, are really in that kind of reactive flow mode. And so that's why traffic seems as crazy as it does. You know, (laughs) that's why people seem to be getting awfully upset for for very little things. And, and really understanding that it kind of enlarges your compassion um, to give people more space to have you know, the experience they're having, because when you don't know this stuff, and you don't know about choosing how you're going to feel, and you don't know about the fact that if you can hold off a reaction, that you're going to have more creative control over your life. um, You know, those that knowledge is curative. It's so fantastic to have that knowledge. And I am overwhelmed with appreciation sometimes in the unity teachings and the metaphysical teachings and all the great teachers who are out there on this new thought continuum, giving us these tools and the, and Abraham, of course, that allows us to kind of know how this game is played. And sometimes we are able to use those tools and sometimes we're not, but boy, it is so good knowing that those tools are available for you and that they have a huge reaction to the universe when you choose to, you know, get out ahead of it and choose again in how to feel that the universe is compliant and it does move into that which you are wanting. And, you know, for many of us who've been studying this for a long time, we already know this. It's happened to us so many times. We, you can't really convince us otherwise, but it is always good to to remember that you have these principles, that you have this know-how, it's living inside of you. And and there's nothing you can do to move away from that internal knowing. So you can relax. The easy button is actually living inside of you. Mm. And it's always available. And And if you remember it today, good for you. If not, tomorrow you will. And we're actually coming to the end of our hour. And I just wanted to say, Heather, thank you for co-hosting If you'd like to check out Heather's website, which I highly recommend, she does do one-on-one coaching. She's a hypnotherapist and a self-professed Abrahamite, as she's said out loud here. You can check out her website at at resetyourmindset.net. Or is it reset, right? Did I get it right? You got it right. Resetyourmindset.net. And Heather will be joining me every week as we go trip the light fantastic deeper into this 
a wonderful practice. I hope that you will support our sponsor over at sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. When you send a card with send out cards, you support the show and you also remember to appreciate those in your life. And it's such a good feeling. So good to get a card in the mail. So head over to Mm -hmm. sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction and send someone in the something in the mail today and feel good. We love you very much. And we'll see you next time on Everyday Attraction. Remember, no matter what, all is truly well. Yay. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is a part of the Align Radio Network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. What is the key to happiness? Would you like to find the fountain of youth? How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends, it is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real, be vulnerable, be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. This transformational program with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the rear.